Episode 19 of Human Affairs, starting a series of episodes that will be more frequent and more often, reporting directly from uh, Israel, a country at war. And this episode 19 is called The Loss of Humanity, um, and reports on the week and plus that we have uh, passed here in, uh, in Israel since the horrific events of Saturday, October 7th, with the massacres done by Hamas terrorists in, in the southern border of Israel to Gaza. Um, and, uh, and I'm here to, to add something to this conversation, you know, because there is so much news and is the news cycle is all around this and it's so polarized already and, and it's just this podcast human affairs was created to trying to make sense of a war in this array and it was as a, as a result of the of the beginning of of the war in ukraine that crazy to think that's still still going on with all that all that means and 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 i want to talk about what i think you know is the loss of humanity and i could have named this uh, this podcast, The Loss of Human Life. But I think you know what I want to talk about is of the loss of humanity and, and how people around the world are approaching the things that are happening right now in the Middle East. And the first image that they had when I was thinking about what I want to say took me back hundreds of years ago. It took me back to the Middle Ages or the dark era of, uh, of humanity. And... And, and I had this, this, this very image that, you know, seen in movies, you know, in books, in, in, in different things. And is that image on the, uh, in the square at those times, in towns in Europe, where people would be looking in the middle of the square and how the executors will take somebody to put their head at the guillotine and look at that and as a normal event that somebody would be taken by the authorities in the middle of the square to that thing called the guillotine and just cut their heads. And people applaud and celebrate or silently approve and and then you know i had the image of those people and i was thinking who are those people around that making that situation being the normal being at those times and i thought you know there was those who celebrated who actually were happy that was happening that were fully endorsing that situation then there was probably those who were indifferent like you know this is the way things are nothing to be happy about but you know everybody goes to the square we go to the square too and that uh, that's what we do and just look at that because you know that's social pressure take us to do that and then there were the fearful you know those who were so afraid to be the ones taken there that they would be there to make sure they are seen as the ones that are spectators and not the people on stage, on the stage of being murdered. And then I was thinking about that, that 
horrible October 7th when when this uh, I, I don't have words to that but to say those barbaric inhumans um, entering into houses of uh, people who are just waking up or still not waking up to to a Saturday morning and uh, entering to where there were babies and children and grandparents and just regular normal people and just burning them, killing them, raping them, kidnapping them uh, in the most cruel way I, I could think. And, 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 you know, I think even when, when I think about the images, you know, from history, from those images of the guillotine and, and those moments when it was legit to do that, because that's the way that, you know, authorities were making justice. I thought, I, I didn't see even, the, you know, beheading babies and uh, burning them to death. It's, it's, it seems so incomprehensible and, 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 and still what, what happened, you know, 100 kilometers south of where I live. Uh, and even in when I look back to the some of the most horrible moments of the bar, again the the irrational barbaric uh, uh, massacres and and things done by the Russians and invading invading Ukraine last year in Bucha, Mariupol, things that are like you know the most you know things that despite about how humans can get to that level, you know, even when you look at that, it's like October 7th, 2023, south of Israel looks like even, even unprecedented in the level of how things can happen in these times. And, and people around the world are looking at this and, you know, are trying to explain I'm trying to take a position, I'm trying to create a narrative in the political context, in the political context of which side is right. And I go like, what? Like, what is the political discussion on the level of cruelty that behaves and burns a baby in his little bed? how you can put in a political context taking a 90-year-old woman and bringing her to the living room and just shoot her from every possible side. If we get into that political explanation, there is something irrational that is happening in the politics of the world right now. And, and then, you know, you know, when I see... These people in, in, in universities, professors, you know, in, 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 in universities of r renowned names in the United States and other parts of the world, like Stanford and Harvard, and that come in and denying like uh, that that's something that should be criticized, taking the side of horror of Hamas as the side, I then go back to many of the things I, I said in this podcast with so much hope that we could make a change. 
thinking that at the end, humanity will prevail. And when I look at that and I said, these are probably some of the most intelligent people in the world, you know, high IQ, professors in some of the most renowned places where ideas are being developed today. And then I have to go again and say, you know what? IQ levels don't necessarily bring human evolution. Don't necessarily bring the ideas of humanity to grow and create a better world. Because if you can justify for any political reason, we can justify what Hamas did in the south of Israel. Killing 1,300 people and kidnapping many more. Innocent people who were just young families and children and their grandparents living in their homes. That's something that I can't explain. And, and, and in a way, you know, you will not succeed to question my endless hope for humanity. But it puts in doubt how far we are from reaching that goal and how much we have a setback in losing humanity as part of our human ex existence. What happened in Israel is unprecedented. You have to think, you living wherever you are listening to this podcast, somebody coming through your door and coming to kill you, your children, just because they have a different political idea and doing the most cruel things that they can do. So you can see, while you are being a victim, you can see the cruelties they do to you and to your loved ones. But the worst, worst thing of all is how people who define themselves as progressive, and I define myself as a progressive person. I'm a humanist. I believe in human values. I believe in social progress. I believe in equality and inclusion. I believe in social justice. How people who define themselves as progressive, as people who want to defend the oppressed, can give legitimacy to the barbaric events that happen in Israel eight days ago. You can say whatever you want when you defend that, about the role that Israel play in the, with the Palestinian cause. It doesn't matter. The moment you give legitimacy to that, you are the guillotine guy who is standing on the square cutting the head of somebody in front of people who would either celebrate, be silent, or indifferent, or fearful of what you are doing. That's not progress, and that's not progressive, and don't call yourself a liberal because that's not who you are. Liberals believe in humanity. And, and listen, we are in a moment when the global challenges I've been talking about for the last year and a half are bigger than ever. And you know, you know, it's not it's not the moment to to give my other cheek and you know get somebody to slap me, no. This is the moment that we leaders of the free world, of the world where horror like that will not exist, stand up and fight. That's what we are doing here in Ukraine and anywhere in the world where the free world means that these things will never happen. That political conflicts will be solved by debate and but not by hatred. That political conflicts will never, never give a free hand to people who are ready to desecrate humanity. The times in front of us will be much darker before there will be light, but we will prevail. And I want to make sure 
for all those people who think you are doing right by defending the cause of those who think that are the oppressed, that think twice about the tools that you are defending, about what you are, the world you are creating and how the hands of evil around the world are looking at the way that you, professors, people on the streets and others are saying, that's, a, that's you know, the way that this can be fought. Any tools and any means justify our struggle. Saturday 7th, 2023, I woke up inside one of the places of hope that I love and it's not a secret, I speak about this all the time, inside the Adassa Hospital in Jerusalem, a place where people of all religions and in the, 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 the complex mosaic of, uh, of Jerusalem live together, heal together get healed together and you know that i think most people who listen to this know about my involvement as an executive leader uh, within adas and working around the world in support of this incredible place of hope and healing and this time i was there as a patient um, for a medical situation I, and I, I just woke up that morning uh, next to my to my people I mean, people were people, Arabs, Jews, Muslims, Christians, human beings who were together entering a period of suffering and understanding the cruelty that was happening outside. And, and that moment for me, it's a moment of hope. It's the moment of understanding that the struggle is one that will need a lot of clarity and I'll make sure I'll share my voice to bring the clarity I believe I can bring. I don't hold the truth, and that's the reason I'm a humanist. Because I don't believe I hold the truth. The truth holders are ready to go all the way to make sure their truth wins. I want a world of many truths living together. And I'm still hopeful. But this is the moment to fight back. Because the world of evil is winning over because many maybe without knowing are giving them the freedom to act and this is these are not times for great songs i'm still hopeful but the time is now to make our voice and our actions to stop evil and eradicate them so that humankind will not live on earth as barbaric, middle-aged, dark times species. But humanity will be what guides us living together. This was episode 19 of Human Affairs in Difficult Times from Tel Aviv in Israel. This is Jorge Diner, a humble servant of global society. Thank you.